This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. Now, how do you manage all of the balancing factors of working in an industry as complicated as politics? Well, sometimes you need a little help. I have in the studio with me Dr. Sophie Lemia, Director of Political Consultancy Firm SoCo, to take us through what that actually entails and what entrepreneurs in general can learn from it. Thank you, Christine. It's a pleasure to be here today with you. Um, well, I'm, I'm a political scientist by training. I'm French. I've been working on Malaysian politics for 16 years as an academic. And recently, as of last year, I started SoCo, a political consulting firm. Um, and well, it's going great so far and we have election coming up. So that's that's a very exciting time for us. We do indeed. So you mentioned that primarily uh, you were in academia before. What sparked you to start a consultancy firm? So basically, um, so I'm still an academic. I still do have academic affiliation with uh, mostly American universities. So I still do write as an academic uh, books and articles. But I realized that I wanted to, um, I think I turned 40 <laughs> just a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's that moment when you start to question your career a lot. Uh, COVID did actually trigger a lot of questions as well, like for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, I was and I am still a freelance academic. So it means that... Uh, my work uh, was funded by, um, you know, different universities, different research center, etc. So that business model that it was, uh, was actually very precarious in a moment of, I mean, in a COVID situation, like it was for a lot of people. So I think that, you know, this factor, this economic factor com- uh, combined to a need in my career for something a little bit different. And I think I was looking for an opportunity to apply whatever I have been observing for so many years and the, the kind of political theory that I developed as well in my work uh, to apply it in, in real world challenges and real world situation. So SoCo became quite, you know, a natural extension of my work. Uh, and anyway, I had been giving advice already for many years for free. So I was like, well, we might as well make a bit of money out of that. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, yeah, I think that feels like a very reasonable transition to essentially put your theory into practice, first of all. Uh, and also, I, I mean, definitely agreed with the fact that the pandemic gave a lot of us ample opportunity to think very hard about our lives. Uh, if any situation were to invite an existential crisis, it would be being locked up at home. <laughs> so <laughs> indeed, that's really uh, great to hear. Um, so tell me a little bit about these services that a political consultancy provides. So actually, uh, we are uh, advising individuals, uh, public and private entities. So whether it's an international organization or a government uh, globally in all matters uh, related to political strategy. So that includes uh, governance, risk analysis, electoral campaigns, of course, and and government to government or public relations in general. Mm. So so basically, what we're doing is like policy strategy. So we would have, for example, a ministry who comes to us and ask, "Well, I want to implement um, a new policy for women empowerment uh, in this particular area. What do you think? How do you think we should we should do?" Uh, so then we would go to the ground, do some research, look at what's you know the good practices in other countries as well and how we can you know improve the situation that would be as well research foresight so we call it as well risk analysis right so to try to predict but based on research of course what can happen in a certain political situation like like we are now um 
A lot of PR strategy, actually, but PR when applied to politics. Mm. Um, a lot of image and communication, and, and even even more so since we are, again, election time. Uh, so a lot of individuals who might be running for a campaign uh, want to rethink a little bit about their image, but we're talking both in terms of discourse and in terms of uh, fashion as well. And mm-hmm. when, You know, I, I came to... Uh, your radio a few months back to talk about the Prime Minister's shirt, actually, the Burberry shirt. So so it is something that is actually um, uh, quite of concern. Mm. Um, and we do crisis and reputation management, which is, that is a very niche and very interesting um, uh, department as well. Right. Initially, you know, when you think political consultancy, that seems very niche, but it does sound like it applies to a lot more clients than you would initially think. Would you say that to be true? Yeah, actually, it's right. Uh, the kind of service we offer, we we specialize specifically uh, on politics. But in any consulting firm, you would find similar services, but that are offered to a very wide range of market. Mm. Uh, our market is politics because this is my background. This is my very, very strong point. Mm. Um, so that's where I really have added values compared to other consulting firm who might actually be doing a lot, a lot of other kind of arena, and maybe they're too general to actually be right. very strong on one. Right. So you're more specialized, essentially. We are That's highly the, specialized. Yep. Yeah, we're very specialized. We're very exclusive, very niche. Mm. You mentioned that you started this a year ago. How did you actually get the word out and start to, you know, vet clients and things like mm-hmm. that? So we registered the. Uh, we, I registered the business in February 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course, I mean, again, <laughs> the pandemic was not over. We're, we're barely allowed to yeah. uh, go for coffee with clients. Mm. Um, so the good thing is, uh, I mean, I've been working in Malaysia and on Malaysian politics for now over 16 years. Mm-hmm. So I do have a very good network um, among, you know, the political crowd, of course, but as well international organization, embassies. I do write a lot in different, you know, media venue. Um, so my name is attached to Malaysian politics. So that's that's one good thing. Mm. So, of course, you know, when I now go as an academic uh, to meet, you know, politicians and different actors of the political scene here, I always mention that now, you know, I'm, I'm we're giving advice as well. Right. Um, so it has been actually quite um, the transition is you know, I, I need to educate people a little bit about what I'm doing now, and sure. that especially that they need to pay for that service. Right. <laughs> that's but that's the case in any you know any uh, any new company. Mm. Uh, but but it's it's taking off. It's taking off really well. Again, the context is helping a lot. You know, yes. uh, it gives it gives us great opportunity. Mm. A lot of people know me as well. Again, within this political circle international organization, etc. They know me as, as well as the researcher who followed Mahathir Mohamed uh, in 2018. So I followed Mahathir for uh, six months during his campaign. Um, so I've been seen a lot, you know, uh, in that team. I've mm. been hanging out in a political way yes. uh, with the PH people back then, mm-hmm. Bursatio as well. So so even if they, they have been some very strong change and reshuffling on the political scene, mm-hmm. um, my, my personal relationship and professional relationship with those people has not has not changed. I mean, yeah. it's still still excellent. So so it's it's quite, you know, it's slowly building. Uh, people are getting to know and the word of math is, is circulating, which is a very good thing. I mean, I think for entrepreneurs who are starting up a business, one of the biggest things is to understand their target demographic and you have such an intense understanding of it because like you said you've been involved in the scene for like 16 years right so and of course you know you mentioned that you have been around for a while in in this space um not to say that there's a boring day in the malaysian politics but i do feel like there is a sort of ebb and flow of 
how heavily political the times are. I mean, obviously, there are years where we don't have elections, for example, right? So, I mean, tell me a little bit about what an average day looks like for you, kind of both in sort of the, I guess, quieter times and now as uh, elections are upon us. Right. So um, the good thing about that job is that there is no typical day. And that's what I really like. Uh, so I'm extremely available for my clients. So I always try for my agenda to remain very flexible, to be able to answer their call anytime or to go and meet them if there is any need. Um, I'm, I'm offering very tailored service. Uh, so I think communication and being close to the client is extremely important, close to their needs, right? So usually, I mean, in my job, one of the very essential uh, elements of my work is to be extremely well-informed. So uh, my very daily routine, and if there is one thing that never changes, is to read newspaper in the morning. So I'm a coffee addict. Nice. Uh, so I do. Yeah. So is everyone in radio. Exactly. <laughs> I'm an espresso addict. So I every morning I go to pretty much the same place. Uh, I have one or two coffee uh, and I read the news. So I read the Malaysian news. Um, I read the international news. And this is really the first moment of the day. And then it builds up with, you know, whatever is in the email mm. and then whatever uh, mission I'm on. So when I'm talking about mission is whatever clients I have in mm -hmm. and, and whatever we need to do for that clients. Right. Um, so the, the great thing is that, again, we have different requests. We uh, create tailor-made solution. Uh, we create team that are really uh, dedicated to that particular client and that particular mission. So then it's a lot about conceptualizing the solution for the client. That takes a lot of my time uh, and a lot of thinking. Um, and then about hiring the right people, defining a strategy for us to make sure that we put in place, you know, the right solution. Um, and, and that's about it. So it's actually, it's every day different, every day quite exciting, working with different people, uh, very high level of flexibility and very high level of adaptability. I think it's, it's the most important. Mm, for sure. It definitely sounds like it. We do have to take a short break for some messages. But after that, I will continue my conversation with Dr. Sophie Lemire, the director of SoCo, political consultancy firm here on Open for Business on BFM 89.9. Boring, fake, macho. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. I have with me in studio Dr. Sophie Lemieux, the director of political consultancy firm Soco. Before the break, we talked a little bit about her shift uh, into creating this business as well as the services provided and sort of what an average day looks like, even though it does change day to day. Now, before the break, we talked about the suite of services that you offer, and it is quite a, a wide range of services, even though your niche is, you know, you're very specialized, but you do like you mentioned you do image consult and reputation management and training and design of policies and all this stuff, right? So tell me a little bit about the size of the team and the staffing uh, structure that you have here in order to do all of this stuff all at once for so many people to like such a customized level. Sure. Um, so actually, flexibility, as I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, is, is the main motto, I think, of the company. Um, we remain a human sites firm. Uh, we're really a boutique consulting firm. Uh, I do not have a permanent team. I mean, I have an assistant and an accountant. And so that's the administration. Mm -hmm. But but then in terms of other consultant, I actually pick whoever I need 
um, in the pool of consultants that I have for the particular mission and the particular client. Right. So this uh, this level of flexibility again um, has been um, is is possible due to the fact that we really had kind of a working uh, revolution with the COVID-19 pandemic. And mm. the, this type of flexibility has become the norm or almost the norm everywhere in the world. So I really took the opportunity, the advantage given by, by that new situation uh, to be able to um, reach out to consultants who are in North Africa, the Middle East, Europe, sometime in the U.S., and to bring them on board for really particular need that we may have. Mm. I do work as well, of course, with Malaysian consultants, uh, but, but sometimes you do find certain knowledge of very, again, very niche, you know, area of political communication. For example, uh, we might have a client who need political co communication or to develop more relationship with the Middle East countries or Middle East government. So then, of course, I need to bring on board someone who is from the Middle East as well. That is really what I think it's it's our it's our strength, actually. This flexibility is our strength. So we I want to try to remain like Boutique again. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. the team are usually uh, quite small. Uh, so we have uh, one of the projects at the moment, the largest team. Actually, we have six people on board. And this is actually quite a large team already mm. uh, because we are high level consultant, very senior. Uh, so when you bring already six people together, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of brain. Actually, right. that's a lot of brain. Um, and we work all from our own you know, our country, our own home. And we do have I do have regular meeting with each of them to make sure that, you know, the workflow and, and it's delivered on time. Mm. On-time delivery is another <laughs> very important point in my right. job. Right. I mean, I was about to say, if you work with, uh, you know, such a wide variety of international consultants, the time zones, how do you organize all of this? Well, um, again, flexibility, <laughs> um, not too much sleep as well. Oh, uh, no, as No, so I, actually it's... Um, the, the good thing is that, well, you know, you, I'm, I'm from France, right? So I'm quite used anyway to, to have, you know, um, to be on that kind of timeline where you know I'm between Europe and and, and <laughs> right. Malaysia. So so that's okay. It's it's a little bit more tricky when I work with people on the American East Coast. The West Coast then would start to be very tricky, but so far everybody is on the other coast, so then then right. it makes things much easier. It's still a twelve hour yes, difference, yes. right? But it works. I mean you make it work, you know, we we all again we we're all very passionate about what we're doing. Uh we have uh, we're very lucky because we have very, very interesting client. Uh, mm. Each mission we have is really a challenge and a great excitement. So we're rather happy, you know, to, well, to do the job first. Uh, we are definitely up to the challenge. And it's, I mean, it's just a question of time and schedule. We, we work it out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good to hear it. Now, you know, you mentioned that your clients can be very interesting and, and, and dynamic, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, but, you know, I think with dealing with uh, the the level of client that you do deal with, I must imagine that you also have to handle a lot of uh, sensitive or perhaps confidential uh, information or, you know, stuff's got to be on the down low a little bit with some of the stuff, right? So tell me a little bit about how you navigate uh, uh, doing that and being sensitive about information shared. Right. So NDA, I think is the big word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So NDA is actually pretty much what we start with. Mm -hmm. um, even when we have our first discussion, um, non-disclosure agreement, uh, it's what, of course, I do have with uh, my team members uh, and as well with the client. Um, so far, you know, most of the clients who have come to me for services were people who, who know me as an academic. So there is already a strong relationship established. Right. Um, because I've 
been seen a lot, again, in the very exclusive circle of the campaign of Mahathir. And and the year before that, I was already in those circles. Um, I think that um, most clients have real, realized that I might be in the room where a lot is being said, but it doesn't mean that I will be using it or that mm. it's going to come out in any media or anything. I remain an academic. I'm not looking for a scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I do my work as a consultant, I... I remain, I keep this, you know, sense of confidentiality that I always had. As an academic, it never been useful for me to reveal any secret. It would actually be counterproductive. Yeah. But to be uh, in the know, as I would say, allow me to have extremely accurate analysis. Mm. So now as a consultant, um, of course, I mean, this goes without saying. Exclusivity, confidentiality is extremely important. So again, clients feel uh, usually very comfortable um, disclosing, you know, whatever they, f- they feel they need to disclose, knowing that this will not leave the room, but that the amount of information that they're willing to share with me will help me as a consultant to uh, find the best solution for them. Now, I want to throw a little bit of a curveball in the chats at the moment to, uh, in a strange way, use your political consultancy skills to maybe help some of our listeners out there. As I mentioned before, a lot of these services that you provide are not just relevant to people in politics, you know, stuff like image and PR and all that. They also go for entrepreneurs as well. So I would love for you to share maybe what you've learned from, you know, being a political consultant that entrepreneurs could also benefit uh, from as well. Yeah, I think one of the area of overlapping between uh, political consulting and doing consulting with entrepreneur in a more widened range mm. um, is is actually government relations. Mm. Um, and so we have a lot of uh, very large companies um, always hiring for a head of government relations, right? So it's something we do as well. Right. Uh, but we would offer it for government, but we would offer it as well for companies because this is part of the political service we right. offer. So that's one of the overlap and that is very useful for companies. And I would as well add that for a company to come to a political consulting firm to subcontract this particular part is actually a uh, an enormous added uh, value uh, because we are again we are in this niche mm. that other consulting firm might not be. Then, of course, when we're talking about image and communication. Life is politics, right? Being alive Mm. is already a political statement. So, you know, the way that um, a CEO wants to uh, portray uh, himself or herself uh, and the way they want to react to certain social problem or political problem, we're talking about large companies here, the one as well, the the way they want to address um, gender equality within their own company, all of these are actually very political questions. Uh, and that is the kind of service that we would be offering because it directly, uh, it is directly within our portfolio. We have seen a lot of CEO and company director taking stands on, on important political events. It, it remains in Malaysia uh, quite sensitive to take political stand. But I think on social issues, it is very important for companies to show that they have, they have a mind, they have a flavor, they have a stand on their own. Yeah. And it's what they want to see reflected in their uh, human resource, but as well um, towards their their clientele and their audience. Hundred percent, and I think you know the average consumer nowadays is, I would say, if not more politically aware, at least more socially aware. I think the pandemic did do that for a lot of us. All right. Well, a uh, final question. You know, moving on from here, obviously, 
the election is coming up. Uh, but, you know, past that, you know, what are the sort of plans or the dreams for uh, the future of SoCo? Yeah, well, so basically, you know, right now, thinking about expanding our client portfolio, of course, locally in Malaysia. And I mean, we, we have still a very young company, uh, even if I have been around quite a while, but the company is really young. Uh, so we're getting, you know, more attraction, more visibility. And thank you for, you know, um, for your program. Um, and I have had some requests uh, for... Um, Uh, clients, but in other part of the world. So mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to consider that, you know, but, you know, it's always the choice about wh- whether we should expand globally or not. Um, so, of course, for international companies or, or international organization who want to look at Malaysia, well, you know, we're here. Yep. Uh, but then I have had some requests coming from sub-Saharan Africa mm. uh, for communication as well. And and I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's it's actually pretty exciting. But then, you know, maybe it's a bit too soon for us. I'm not sure yet. Okay. So we're looking at global expansion. That's for sure. Um, and then definitely, you know, I mean, we're really, we're a Malaysian company. We are a very proud Malaysian company. Uh, so we want we want to offer our service primarily to Malaysian uh, and to Southeast Asian. And then, then we'll think about the rest of the world. Then we'll see. But Brilliant. we're ready. We're oh. ready. Amazing. Love that so much. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Sophie, for joining me and speaking about SoCo today. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me, Christine. You've been listening to Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Dr. Sophie Lemire, the Director of Political consultancy firm Soko. If you've missed any of today's chat, of course, we are on the app. Uh, that is the app that is available on the Apple App Store and Google Play, the BFM app. And of course, we are also on our website, bfm.my as well. You can find this podcast and many more on there too. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.